Stone walls are an important landmark in the northeastern U.S., but what can they tell us? I'm Dr. Lynn Pascarella, president of the American Association of Colleges and Universities. And today on the Academic Minute, Robert Thorson, professor of earth sciences at the University of Connecticut, explores their history. Crisscrossing rural New England is a latticework of abandoned stone walls built mainly during a wave of agricultural settlement before the Civil War. Though hefted by human muscle, this extensive gridwork of stone was, at a deeper level, created naturally as an emergent phenomenon akin to mud cracks in geometry and anthills in mechanics. The human story began when the region's upland glacial terrain was cleared of old-growth forests to make room for pastures, fields, meadows, and orchards. Enhanced exposure to cold, wind, and runoff during the Little Ice Age gradually concentrated stone on the surface. Being in the way, it was scuttled outward to the edges of land parcels where it was dumped and often crudely stacked. Many of these linear landfills were then later upgraded into higher, better-built walls to maximize arable space, mark property boundaries, and replace rotting wood as a fencing material. When the agricultural economy went bust, tens of thousands of farms were abandoned and reclaimed by weedy trees, leaving an extensive network of hyper-concentrated stone beneath a 20th century woodland canopy. The cultural significance of New England stone walls has long been appreciated by the humanities. Now scientists are starting to take notice. To geologists, they are signature landforms created by a regionally unique trinity of hard crystalline bedrock, glacial soils, and the human agency. To archaeologists, they are artifacts that enrich a history otherwise told by documents. To ecologists, they are habitats, elevated volumes of dry, rocky terrain in an otherwise lower moisture organic world hiding places, corridors, and edges. Each wall in the woods is a local dryland, the counterpart to a local wetland. Wetland science is robust. Dryland science is not. The time has come for greater parity. That was Robert Thorson of the University of Connecticut. You can find this, other segments, and more information about the professors at academicminute.org. Production support for the Academic Minute comes from AAC&U, advancing liberal learning and research for the public good.